I think if I was to give one piece of advice, and that is to live today, live this moment right now that's in front of you. It's the only thing you have. You don't have the last moment that just went by. You don't have tomorrow's moment at all. Those are just potentials. And historically, the moment that already passes, nothing now. It's just a neuron running around inside your brain. So live that moment. And what I have discovered is nobody dies. Welcome to the Renegade Lawyer Podcast, the show where we ask the questions, why aren't more lawyers living flourishing lives and inspiring others? And can you really get wealthy while doing only the work you love with people you like? Many lawyers are. Get ready to hear from your host, Ben Glass, the founder of the law firm Ben Glass Law in Fairfax, Virginia, and great legal marketing, an organization that helps good people succeed by coaching, inspiring, and supporting law firm owners. Join us for today's conversation. Ben, the subject is making tough decisions. And really, the idea here is you more than a lot of practice owners have experience in, in with two businesses. Right. You have a long tenure owning your practice, owning great legal marketing, and you've made a lot of tough decisions. You've made a lot of, I'll say the word mistakes that we've all learned from. And so I really want to extract from you how you get through those tough decisions, how you operate as a practice owner when you have the weight of the world on you, frankly, because you're the guy who's bringing home the bacon. You're the guy who is providing not just the bacon for your own family, but like my family and the family of everyone who's employed here. So when you make tough choices, it has a big ripple effect, not to go ahead and start heavy. So it wouldn't be like the other night I was refereeing a game and a kid asked me, how did you decide that? I go, I flipped a coin in my head. So that's not the, it'd be a short interview. Right? Yeah, very short. Yeah, yeah. just anytime sure. you have a tough choice, flip a coin. Yeah, so that's just generally, that's yeah. the responsibility that we who are leading law firms take on. And it's the thing that's never, ever talked about in law school. It is never talked about in the profession. You've got to go outside the legal, except for what you get from great legal marketing, but you got to go outside the legal to even to, to learn about the sort of stuff we're going yeah. to talk about. And, but it's really important. And I have, I've, I talk to new members who do their 30 day reports and I talk to a lot of them every week. I talk to a bunch of them and this is what we spend a lot of time talking about, frankly, is not the legal stuff, not to use a color ad or a black and white ad, right. but it's how do you make these tough, tough decisions to move yourself and your firm and your family forward? Yeah. So I want to press kind of the mental rewind thing, go back to Ben opening his law firm and frame from there. You chose to open a law firm. I mean, that in itself yeah. is a big decision. How'd you come to that? So I'd, I'd been out for 12 years and I wasn't really, I wasn't super happy. And part of the way I came to that decision is I didn't know what I didn't know. And so in some sense, it was stupidly easy <laughs> because I just didn't know the depth and breadth of what I was actually deciding. And there was no place to go to look for it. Now, fast forward to now. I would have made the same decision. I would have been more successful sooner had I know what I know today. But back then, we talk often about having a philosophy of life. And for me, family first, above all else. And it's true. I was coaching three soccer teams that year. I was commuting anywhere from 45 minutes to God knows when 
each way because of DC area traffic, Northern yeah. Virginia traffic. I was not entirely happy with the types of cases we were taking on that were, I think, outside of our things that we were really good at. So we were that was trying like the to, old firm, the old firm, yeah. yeah. So we were trying to learn stuff on the fly that was really, I think, above the capacity of the firm, which caused a lot of stress. And meanwhile, I was being successful in the cases that I was working on. How hard could it be? <laughs> uh, again, knowing what I know today, I would have made the same decision and again, would have accelerated the success curve a lot because it was hard. But so for me, family first, and frankly, and we can talk about a number of these. So a, a lot of the big decisions in our lives have been focused on the relationship I have with Sandy, the relationship I have with the kids. It drives things. I don't travel. I yeah. Don't, I get invited to speak all over the country. I don't go, right? Because it's just not there's easy decisions to make now because we've already made the decision that family first and have a lot of things to, to do at the house. I'd love to dig into that because that's that one. This is Ben just butting in here for a moment. First, thanks for listening to the podcast. It would be a great favor to me if you would leave a review, click the like button and share it with other solo and small firm lawyers. Hey, you probably have been lurking around great legal marketing for a while. You know that my son, Brian, and I are building a tribe of entrepreneurial lawyers who get it. We reject the status quo. We are building practices that serve us and our families and our teams first, because we know that when that is all true, the client will be well served. If you've checked us out, you probably have seen the great offer to join us over at greatlegalmarketing.com. If you haven't, you should check it out. And you should know that big changes are coming and that offer is going away shortly. This will be the last time you can join us on a free trial basis for less than $20. So big things are coming. If you're not completely satisfied with your practice and your life, I invite you to join the Great Legal Marketing Tribe. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Yeah, I, I follow that same track, my family first. But how do you, there have been tough decisions that you've had to make that it probably feels like, oh, in some cases you do go and speak. Yeah. In some cases, I'm sure that there were times when you were in the office really early because you had to do something rough that day. Or when you're in court, you might yeah. be gone long days. How do you maintain that focus on family when as an entrepreneur, there are so many demands on your time, on your resources? A, a huge part of the answer of, to that question is the discipline to be present and I, all, I was not always good at this. I was very much your typical, I'm home, but the cell phone was on and is getting email. And oh my gosh, we're on all these, back in the day, we're on all, so many lawyer, like lead generation sites. And so I would think it would be, I was so excited. I can remember being so excited. People ask, actually asking me to be their lawyer. Really, they were <laughs> just asking me stupid questions and I felt compelled to answer them. <laughs> Even though there was kids at that time to be read to and put to bed and stuff yeah. like that. So, so I was not good at this, but I think if I was to give one piece of advice and that is to live today, live this moment right now that's in front of you. It's the only thing you have. You don't have the last moment that just went by. You don't have tomorrow's moment at all. Those are just potentials. And historically, the moment that already passes, nothing now. It's just a neuron running around inside your brain. So live that moment. And what I have discovered is nobody dies. 
hell doesn't happen. The world, the business does not collapse if you happen right. to be present for your family. And then really aligned to that, I was talking to a fellow just today, a member, is successful people get asked to do a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. And whether you're just successful in your community, a leader in your church, place of worship, in the athletics, you're, again, you coach one team, we really need someone over here. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, okay, I'll do it. Actually, we need someone over here, too. Uh, okay, if you can put them all, if you can put all the practices on one field, back-to-back, -back, I'll do it. So you get asked to do that a lot. If you're on one committee, you get asked to be on three committees. And I always felt guilty saying no. Who am I to say no? People need me. People, yeah. The community needs me. And what I've learned is when you actually say no, nobody cares. Anyway, <laughs> they go find somebody else. Yeah. They find someone to do it. But then it's not you, and that's the tough thing. Is that an ego no. thing? No, I don't think it was ego. I don't think it was ego so much as compassion for, hey, somebody needs me. I'm going to go and do it. I feel bad that – it's weird. I feel bad that no other father or mother has raised their hand to say they'll coach the, the nine-year-old soccer team. Why should I feel bad? It's their problem, not mine. <laughs> I'm already doing one. And so lawyers by DNA tend to be people, and of course this is reinforced in law school and in the profession, tend to be people that say yes to any need. That's their default to say yes. It's not, in, in my view now, it's not the best way to live your life. You need to live your life selfishly because for lots of reasons, but if you're not good, then you cannot be good for others. But you alluded to her in the introduction. I'm responsible now for 16 or so people under roof, which means that, you know, their place to go for, to work, yeah. their health care, their disability care, their whether they can pay their mortgages and their rents is dependent on me. Now, if I went away, they'd figure it out. But for now, it's dependent on me. And so I need to accept that, okay, that's my contribution to society. We just had a meeting two days ago here mm -hmm. where we really looked at why does Ben Glass Law exist? Yeah. And we started with all of the usual BS. We exist to provide justice for people. We exist to fight the insurance companies. And we weren't really comfortable. We, we were saying it in the meeting but we weren't comfortable because it wasn't the truth. Yeah. We exist because we make money and we provide for the financial and emotional security of our family. And it just so happens that we're lawyers and thank God we're not out shoveling bricks. Okay. And when we started to say that around the table, everyone goes, I'm glad you said that because that's exactly <laughs> the way I feel. And so it sounds, it's countercultural. Yes. It's, it is selfish. But we're okay with saying that. So we exist. Ben Glass Law exists for one reason, to be a great business and to provide people a great place to come to work where people thrive. The people who work here thrive. Our clients will thrive. But it's not the other way around. And I think it's – I think most lawyers lie about this actually because they yeah. say, oh, I'm here to, to get justice for my clients. No, they're lying because that doesn't work. It doesn't work if that's the primary yeah. and you're struggling. It's a lot of good people who make that a primary, and but they're always, you know, they're divorced, they're working 80 hours a week, and they're not making any money. Yeah. So I'm speaking a lot, but there's a lot of a lot of things we need for, we see from new members are 
there's many of them who aren't making a lot of money and they're working really hard. Yeah. They're good people. And part of my job on that call is to get them to put themselves first and because no one else has given them permission to do that. Anyway, that's a long rant, but that's philosophy. And I tend to hang with people who have that philosophy so we can reinforce each other, hold each other up when we're being attacked by the outside, when we're being attacked by the profession for lawyers should not be talking about profit and big business and as a primary, I think they should be. Yeah. And honestly, so not to continue, continue the tangent, but when I first started working for you, <laughs> I came out of the arts world. I came out of the yeah. theater world and everything. But the big driver, when people ask, what do I want to do with my life? I wanted to be a husband. I want to be a father. Yeah. And the idea of putting that first meant I can find whatever fits into that. It ended up in this interesting category of marketing, specifically legal marketing, direct response, blah, 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 blah. But it starts from that statement of I want to be a dad and I want to be a dad who's there and I want to be a dad who can be as good as my own father was to me. And that as a driver, that, that whole rant that you had is a starting point for making a tough choice. Yeah. And it's in, in that profession, the arts, it's okay, great. We're going to give you a crown because you're a poor starving artist. Really? <laughs> Okay. And then you're both going to get in line and ask for part of my taxes. Yes. <laughs> How does it work? It's harsh. It's harsh, but it is a great starting point because if you get that part right in your brain, as I was saying to this guy earlier today, the decisions become self-evident. Mm -hmm. doesn't mean they're easy. doesn't mean it's easy. We're focused a lot here on people on the bus in the right seats. Yeah. Again, What's our bit? Why would we? Why do we exist? To be a great business. To be a great business. First of all, working with people you like to work with. All right, but it, it makes the decisions self-evident. The execution of the decisions is oftentimes difficult. Yeah, there are a lot of members who I think when they start, they may have a decade, two decades, in some cases, three decades of a practice that has stalled out. And whether you're a member or not, that might be where you are. And a lot of times, it can be this right people in the right seats on the bus. And I think that's the hardest conversation. So I almost want to front load that here because those are the toughest choices. It's a hard conversation because mo so most people are average, whether they're leaders or employees, they're just average. We're not looking for average. We're looking for the rare, the more rare than average. And so you're just by math, you're limiting the scope of folks who could come to work with you. But the value is of having the right people. For us, it's, I just need you to be smart and have the right spirit. I can train anything. I can teach non-lawyers how to do ERISA. Yeah. <laughs> I can do that. You have taught people who have come into, the, into our company, Great Legal Marketing, who don't have any marketing, direct marketing, advertising copy experience at all but they're smart and they have a spirit. So those are harder people, harder people to find. It's easier to find an average person. Yeah. Every time you add an average person to the team, it's like throwing another anchor over the side of the boat, in my view. <laughs> and while, so you could have 10 people who are rowing, excellent rowing in the right direction, you have a freaking anchor and you add another anchor. It's like, slows the whole deal down. So I, I forgot where we're going with that, but here's another thing that we said the other day in our leadership meeting was we could, I could take the group of people that I have now 
And we could not be lawyers. We could run. We could go buy a franchise. We could decide to start a, I don't know, any kind of business. And we would probably be successful. Yeah. If we had some knowledge about the industry, I'd probably be successful because I have the right people. Yeah. By and large, I have the right people. Hey guys, this is Ben. If you like what you've been hearing on this podcast, not just the marketing and practice building strategies, but the philosophy of the art of living your best life parts, you should know that my son Brian and I have built a tribe of like-minded lawyers who are living lives of their own design and creating tremendous value for the world within the structure of a law practice. We invite you to join us at the only membership organization for entrepreneurial lawyers that is run by two full-time practicing attorneys. Check us out at greatlegalmarketing.com.